بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما Dear brothers, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته All thanks should be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the one subhanahu wa ta'ala who gave us the capability to come, to come for this salah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our salah Just imagine, just look around How many Muslims now are staying at home, not praying with jama'ah How many Muslims are staying at home who even did not pray at all? And he still counts himself as a Muslim. Clearly Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the correct hadith, he said, الْعَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا فَقَدْ كَفَرَ If a Muslim does not pray at all, he is no more Muslim. He moves from being called a Muslim to be called a Kafir. Who said so? The true leader of us, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in this correct hadith. The case of self-purification, continuing to talk about this case, is a case that really Even if we speak about it long and long and more and more, still we cannot really complete talking about it because it's a very important case. And if one of us really needs to think about this case and study it and try it again and again. <coughs> Tonight we have some kind of jumping in the same case, but we are jumping to some certain area where people think that this case does not have anything to do with our self-verification topic. He will ask, what does jihad have to do with the case of self-verification? Unfortunately, lots of Muslims do not really understand what is meant by the word jihad in Islam. Since this word came in the Holy Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Arabic. So it's easier to understand this word, to go and see what is this word in Arabic means. What does it mean? Arabic language is a wide language. When you come to the word jihad, you find it means to do more efforts for something. Jod jihad. Jod means efforts. To do more efforts, that's And continuing doing this, that's jihad. Trying again and again and again. With a lot of troubles, or with a lot of headaches, with a lot of trials, that's called jihad. So in this, in this case, jihad in here does not mean only to fight the kafirs. It's a wider world. Although jihad, meaning fighting the kafirs, is the most important one. But we have to be careful when we deal with Arabic language, we have to take it as it is descended by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book and in the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In this case, we start to understand now when we say jihad, we mean 
the, the world with the whole meanings of it, including jihad of self. To make jihad against ourselves, that's also jihad. Because we are doing some efforts to bring ourselves in the right track, to keep ourselves in the right track, not to go left or right. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا Not to the right, not to the left. Christians, they exaggerated in Isa, alayhi salam. So they went the wrong way. The Jew, they insulted Isa. So they went the wrong way. Muslims are in the right track. In the middle. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا In the middle. We didn't go right or left. Straight. That's the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We believe in Isa as a messenger of Allah. We love him. But we do not give him more than he deserves. We believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes. We love him. Yes. He is the best person ever walked in earth. Yes. Sayyid Walad Adam Walad Fakhr. Yes. But he does not deserve any kind of worshipping. Upon his own word, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do not. He said, لا تطروني كما أطرت النصار بن مريم. Do not overpraise me as the Christians did to Isa alayhi salam. Why not? Because overpraising will go to exaggerating. Exaggerating will lead to worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam somewhere or another. And that happened among Muslims unfortunately. And unfortunately Muslims they worship the world, they worship people who are less, a lot less than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. People who are said to be awliya. But they, some of them are not true. So, back to the case of our jihad tonight. What is jihad in our life? When we, when we understand the correct understanding of our life, then we will understand what we mean by jihad. Are we created to enjoy life? Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create us to eat and sleep and drink and enjoy? This is an important question. This is a very important question. The answer of course is no. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Allah before that subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Meaning of the ayah, translation, the meaning of the ayah is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us that He has created jinn and ins only for one reason, to worship Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it doesn't mean I will not eat or not sleep. No, this is not the case. But what is the goal? What is the goal? It's a big difference between having a goal and using what you have to reach the goal and the other cases to go and find the things you are using and enjoy them and leave the goal. Imagine a man who wants to go for Umrah. So he wanted to go and buy a car to go for Umrah. Just an example. He bought a car he took the car at home and he said, why don't I make this car the neatest, the most good looking car. So he spent hours and hours and days and days just cleaning the car and making this and adding the new horn. He did not go for Umrah. 
He bought the car to go to Umrah, but he did this. He did not. He just enjoyed to make the car shiny. Did he go for the door? Do we say don't buy a car so you will not go to Umrah or you go to Umrah without a car? That's not true. You can buy the car, use the car and go for Umrah also because the goal is there. Another example in the same case of Umrah. Just imagine a man or a, a family took their car and they went to Umrah. In the midst of the, of the way to Mecca, he is tired, he wants to take a place to relax. A motel or whatever it is. And he came and he found the room for 20 riyadh an hour. So he took it, paid 20 riyadh and he took the room. When he came, got to the room, inside the room, he wants to relax. He looked to the room, well I, the paint is no good. The air conditioning is... So he left his family and he went to the town which is the clothes and he started to buy new furniture, new uh, paints and lights and changed the guy is staying one hour now, he's really, he forgot his goal to go to, go to Umrah, just he's relaxing and he made another goal to stay in this room for his life. Subhanallah al-Azim, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave us an example. He said, مَالِي وَلِلْدُّنْيَا إِنَّمَا أَنَا كَرَاكِبٌ بِظُلِّي شَجَرَةٍ ثُمَّ تَرَكَهَا وَذَهَبٌ He said, yeah, that means, what am I supposed to do with dunya? I am only like a traveler who stopped by a tree in the desert to relax on the moon where there is the heat then as soon as the heat is lit, then he moved away just imagine that uh, traveler when he sat down under that tree he starts to make decoration for the tree and he makes water pipes and it's only one hour to relax and go this is our dunya as Muhammad Hassan described our dunya is just to relax one hour and go that's our dunya why? Because the true life is in Jannah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Jannah, yakum ahlu The true life is in Jannah, not here. Here we are only to be tested. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alif Lamim. Ahatiba al-nasu ayyutraku ayyakulu amanna wahum la yuftanun. Walakad fatanna al-ladhina min qablihim. فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ Test. Your life is only a test. You are living to be tested. Are you going to follow Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم or not? Whatever you are having in this life, eat, eating or drinking or wearing clothes or whatever it is, these are only just to help you to reach the goal. To pass the test. That's it. We are in our life is only in test. Just imagine you are in, in the school, university, and you are having an hour or an hour and thirty minutes for a test. What are you going to do? To take care of your clothes and shine your shoes and so on? Or are you going to work on your test? Try to give the best answer. Then you will leave. Ma'asalam. Nobody will stay in the, in the testing room or testing lounge. Nobody stays there for all his, all his life or even one day. He comes, a paper, make it, ma'asalam. That's our life. That is exactly our life. We are here to be tested. Are we really going to be, to be deserving Jannah or not? Yani all these years we are living, more than, more than 1,000 years for Nuh and his people that time, only a test. While Muhammad's nation 
Life is between 60 and 70 as he told us in the hadith. أعمار أمتي بين الستين والسبعين. So his ummah between 60 to 70. That's it. 60 and 70 years, how quick they go? 15 years, only a younger son. Not yet good enough for being required to do things. And the end of it, he is so old and tired and sickness. So many sicknesses in this. The, the area or the time in between, one third of it for sleeping. What's left for us? One third of it for running for life. What's left for us? So it's only a test. A test hour or a test hour and a half and ma'at salam. So when we understand it this way, then we will understand how to live this life and pass the test and go to Jannah. Listen to this hadith that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned which is narrated by Abu Hurairah and uh, mentioned by Sahih Muslim Sahih Muslim Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us that the dunya is a jail for a mu'min and a paradise for a kafir. How's that? A jail? Yeah, you are living in jail now? Yes, we are living in jail. We are living in jail. Hopefully we are in While Kafirs, they are living in their Jannah. So don't be amazed when you see the land of the Kafirin is full of green, water, money, luxury. Don't, don't. It is only just because Allah SWT wants to give them their life in here. عُجِّلَتْ لَهُمْ طَيِّبَاتُهُمْ فِي حَيَاتِهُمْ الدُّنْيَا وَاسْتَمْتَعُوا بِهَا مع السلام after that but in the judgment day they have nothing only جهنم نعوذ بالله that's why Allah سبحانه وتعالى is just Allah حكم عدل Allah is just سبحانه وتعالى if the kafir do if, the kafir, if one kafir does any good in his life giving the poor helping the uh, uh, orphan whatever it is Allah سبحانه وتعالى is going to give him the reward in dunya but not in jannah no way so in judgment day he will go to Jahannam While a mu'min he is in jail He is facing trouble He is facing all of these things because dunya is not for him Dunya is not for us We are supposed to work in it Yes we have to work in it The way that Muhammad Sallallahu worked out Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi how did he live? How did he live Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Our mother Aisha told us about part of his life Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Two months Three Christians in two months and no fire left on the house of Muhammad sallallahu No cooking. So when her nephew asked her, Ya, 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 ya umma, oh mother, what was your food? She said the two black, water and death. La ilaha illallah. The best person ever walked on earth and in two months he eats nothing except water and death. Why is it he? Was he incapable to, do, to have every kind of food he wants? No, he was. But he did not think of it. He was, not, he was too busy to think of it. He was, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, busy with one thing. To convey this message to the people. To save us from hellfire. We are all Muslims because of him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He, because of his efforts, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we knew Islam. You are in India, or in Bangladesh, or in Africa, or there, how did you get Islam? Did Allah send you Muhammad to your land? No. But those people who, who were directed by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they accepted Islam by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they came to this land to spread Islam to people. The grace of Allah, yes, but Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the reason. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this messenger as a fantastic and the best ideal for us. This leader, we have to look at his life. Why is he his seerah? Just to enjoy the story? When we read his story life, his seerah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, just to enjoy, he went and he came back and he did this and he did that? No. We study his seerah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to see how are we going to follow him in his life. So if this, jannah, if this dunya is only a jail, a prison for us, so we are waiting to leave this prison, but where? To where? To Jannah, inshallah. Only when we die, only when we die we are leaving the prison. So we are now in the prison. We want to live in this prison, gaining more and more good deeds. So we will deserve Jannah and the high levels of Jannah, inshallah. While Kafir, of course, he is enjoying his life, eating whatever he wants to eat, but it's only for a very limited period. Then he will leave this dunya to Jahannam. Now, did he enjoy more than we do? No. Because a mu'min will enjoy in Jannah endlessly. Alatul. Notice. In dunya, Kafir will enjoy very limited time. 100 years, 1000 years. Badi khalas, salam. Mu'min, he will enjoy in Jannah forever. Remember the hadith that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us that when Allah, when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives Ahlul Jannah to, to Jannah and Ahlul Nar to, to Jahannam, the death itself will come in the shape of a sheep and he will be killed. The sheep will be killed. Before that, they will, uh, they will, they will, yeah, Ahlul Jannah will be asked, do you know this? They say, yes, this is the, the, the death. Ahlul-Nar will be asked also, do you know this? They say, yes, this is the death. So the death itself will be killed. Then, ya Ahlul-Jannah, khuludun falamawd. Live forever. Ya Ahlul-Nar, live forever. Allahu Akbar. Just imagine now, all of us, insha'Allah, in that situation. We're hearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the angels telling us, no more death, khalas. Enjoying life now, if we enjoy life, we have some fear while we are enjoying. Because if you are enjoying something, you are afraid that you will lose it. You are afraid, if you have million, millions of dollars, still you are afraid that you will lose it. Because it could happen anything. Fire in the, in, in the factory, or on your house, or and in the bank, khalas, the money is gone. Why? With one step, with one case. While in there, no, it's already guaranteed that what you got is going to be forever. I told you a story about the Shafi'i and that somebody said it's for somebody else. When the, that Jew, garbage collector Jew, came to him and he said, Ya Imam, didn't your messenger say that dunya is jail for a mu'min and a paradise for a kafir? He said, yes, of course. He said, how can you see this now? He, he means himself, a Jew, and he is in the worst life. And you, as a mu'min, you are in fantastic life. You are having all of these things with you. Servants and money and horses and this. How can you practice this hadith now? So Imam Shafi'i said, easily, he said, what I have now, 
comparing to what I am going to have in Jannah, it's counted as a jail. And what you have now, comparing to what you get, going to get in Jahannam, counted as, as paradise. So the, so the Jew said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. That's part of the explanation of this hadith. So however, when a mu'min really understands his life, what is his life really, what is it for? Then he will live the way that Muhammad lived. The way that Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali lived. The other Sahaba. What did they do? Did they enjoy life? Did they eat as they might? No. They were only taking from dunya what was going to help them to live for Islam. Then we ask ourselves the question, do we really live for Islam? Do we really live for Islam? Or do we really live for ourselves, for our desires, for our children? Big case, big difference. Find now where are the graves of Sahaba? Are they in Medina or? No. You find graves of Sahaba in Syria and Palestine and Iraq and there and there. Why? Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhu, one of the best Sahaba of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his grave is in Istanbul now. He died there and he was buried there. Why? Did he go for a tour? La ilaha illallah. It was a tour because Muhammad told us, the tour of the nation of Muhammad is jihad. That's the tour. Not to go to Paris, Chantelizde, or to uh, London, uh, Hyde Park, and so on. This is not siyaha for Muhammad Muhammad This is not tour for Muhammad for this ummah. The ummah of Muhammad their, their tour is jihad. Do we really look for Islam? This question must be asked. Once, twice, three times, and so many times for ourselves and our children, our people. Do we really live for Islam or some of us is really using Islam? Unfortunately, that's the truth. Some of the Muslims now is using Islam. He's not working for it. <coughs> now, if this is the life, we are not alone in this life, by the way. We have enemies. We have enemies who are trying to drive us away from Islam. There are so many, but they have one leader. That leader, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the chance to live until the judgment day. He gave him the chance to live because he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Anzirni ila yawm yub'adun. قَالَ إِنَّكَ مِنَ الْمُنْظَرِينَ He asked Allah to give him a chance to stay alive, not to die. After he cursed him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, shaitan wanted to be given a chance to live. So Allah gave him the chance to live until the end of this earth. Then he decided, and he swore to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَأُغْوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ He swore to Allah that he would... Take the nation of, or the sons of Adam to the wrong track. Yuhui will drive him wrongly. He and his sons are trying to drive the Ummah of Muhammad in the wrong way. And they are doing their best to do this. But we have to put in mind that he is not alone. He is using three kinds of soldiers. The first soldier is inside you, inside each one of us. And nafsul ammarata bisu. 
with using this nut, this self of you, of me, of everybody, to drive them the wrong way. As Allah told us in Surah Yusuf, وَمَا أُبَرِّئُ نَفْسِ إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءٍ Shaitan comes inside and pushes this nest to say, Why did you do this, Shaykh? Take this. Say, Haram, Ya Habib. Marish. Allah Ghafur Rahim. Take this money, Ya Shaykh. You need this money. Under table, Haram. Marish. Allah Ghafur Rahim. Say, Allah Ghafur Rahim. True, but Allah Shalit al Iqab also. Why did they take one side only? Why did they take one side of the case? Allah told us that he is Ghafur Rahim. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is Ghafur Rahim. But he is also Shadid al Iqab. Why did they take one side? Shaytan is smart. That's why he makes waswata. He makes waswata to insan whispering to him, coming to him, giving him, pushing him easily. He's not tying him down or pushing him strongly, no, waswata. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَهِ النَّاسِ مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاتِ الْخَنَّاسِ الَّذِي يُسْوِتُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْحَنَّاسِ So the first soldier of shaitan, our major enemy, is our self. So we have to be careful with, with this nafs. Tie her down. Tie her. Even if we have to give her some punishment. Somebody says, yeah, you want me to punish myself? How can I always? No, it's easy. Just when, you're, when our self push us in the wrong way, we should really give her some push, punishment, so she will not do this again. One of the good scholars of Islam, he used to go to the masjid and come back. He doesn't look around. He just goes straight and he's remembering Allah Taala while he's going to the masjid. Once he looked around and saw a new house, he said, Oh, when did they build this new house? Then he said, Ah, my nafs, you are asking about questions, things that you are not supposed to ask about. Why, why you ask about this? What does it matter to you? You will, you will pass bail for this. Punish as a punishment. So he punished himself to fast so many days. So she will not ask him again. Another one, he made a punishment to himself that every time he makes ghibah. Ghibah means to remember a Muslim with wrong things. He said, every time I make ghibah, I'll pay this much of money as Fadaqah. Mushkila. The salary is gone. Because ghibah is every day, every minute. Every time he sits down, this guy is Ali Wali. This guy is Nikhalat. So when he counts every day how much ghibah he made, he will pay for it, his salary is gone. This is a punishment. And he did it. So he stopped making ghibah. So we have to punish this self. Inside us, every time she makes wrong things, we have to drive her and say, you made the wrong things, you have to take a punishment for that. So she will go like this. Your self is not yourself. Don't say I'm one. No, you are not one. You are one in body. But you have three cases in your body. Three sirs, or three different qualifications of the sirs. Nafs al-Ammarah, Nafs al-Awamah, Nafs al-Mutma'inah. So we have to deal with them all. Especially this Ammarah which is trying to push us to the wrong track by the help of Shaytan, when he makes waswata into her. The second enemy, soldier of our major enemy, is the clear cavern. Nasara, Yahud, Hindus, Buddhists, so on. Communists. These are clear cases. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us clearly that these cases are really hate us and they want to hurt us. So we have to be careful with them. And we'll talk about how to deal with them later on. 
the third enemy or soldier of the of shaitan is the hypocrites, the hidden cavern, hypocrites. And these are worse. They are worse. They are worse, worse than any other enemy because they show good deeds, show good intentions, and they conceal bad intentions and hypocrites. Now, in front of Muslims, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Yet Shaykh Islam is missing. When they go back, they hate Islam and Muslims and try to spy Muslims to the Kafirin. He's a Muslim, he shows himself as a Muslim, he prays with Jama'ah, but back there he's helping the Hindus against Muslims. He's telling them, find this, and this guy is a good, good Muslim in the Masjid. So the Hindus can take him away, that's in India, of course. Telling Muhammad, they were hypocrites, who were praying with Muhammad, and fasting with Muhammad, and they are doing all good things, including jihad with Muhammad, but they hate Muhammad, and they hate Islam. They cannot show it. So there are more days, that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you see in Surah Al-Baqarah and other parts of the Quran, you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more descriptions and more descriptions to the hypocrites more than any other enemies of Islam. As an example in Surah Al-Baqarah, there are four ayahs to describe mu'mineen, two ayahs to describe the kafirin, thirteen, thirteen ayahs to describe the hypocrites. Why? Because they are sneaky. So Allah gave us fantastic descriptions of them so we will be aware of. But that's because of names, because names go. If Allah told us in his holy book that Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul and the others are hypocrites, then they are done for us. They died already. But this hypocrisy comes into a, to persons, we have to know their descriptions so we will not be tricked by. And they are a lot. They, they are in the newspapers. So many. They are in the TV. Of course, you will not find hypocrites in an open cover area or country. Usually, you find hypocrites hidden among the Muslim society, especially if the authorities of Muslims are strong. Because they are afraid that their, their blood or their money will be taken away. So they show, as they did in the time of Muhammad. In Mecca, there were no hypocrites. When Muhammad was in Mecca, nobody was a hypocrite in that time, because no, no need for a hypocrite in that. Kafirin are Kafirin, clear. But when he came to Medina, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he stopped, and he became the ruler of Medina, then he, the Kafirin had to hide their kufr and show Islam. So hypocrisy actually happens among strong Muslim society or strong Muslim authorities. And you can find them so easy when you read what they say. When they write in newspapers, when they talk on the TV, when they talk in the places, you understand directly, as Allah told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَتَعْلِذَنَّهُمْ فِي لَحْنِ الْقَوْلِ As soon as you hear them talking about Islam, you know that this guy is a hypocrite. Because he ran away. Oh, Islam is fantastic, you know, but why do we have to cut the hand of the, the thief? Subhanallah. You just said that Islam is fantastic. Why you change your mind now? You say, Shaykh Islam is Allahu Akbar, Islam is the deen of Allah, but why do we have to throw stools into the uh, zaniya or zani? What kind of question is this? If you say that Islam is fantastic, why you change your mind and you ask questions like this? Who made these rules of Islam? The one who created the people. And who knows, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rest of the people. The one who told us not to drink alcohol is the one who knows what's best for us. He knows, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that alcohol will destroy our life. Although there is some good 
benefits behind drinking alcohol or selling alcohol. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ويسألونك عن الخمر والميسر قل فيهما اسم كبير ومنافع للناس. There are some benefits in it. But these benefits are not good enough to save the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah made it haram. So you say, no, no, why you make it haram, Sheikh? We need for tourism, you know, these tourists come, you know, they want, and if they come to these uh, five stars hotels, you know, you can't do it to me, Sheikh. Don't be so, so strict, Sheikh. Don't be fundamentalist. Subhanallah. It's not me. Don't take my words. Take the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why you want to satisfy the kafirin just to let them come into your country or your area for tourism? So you give them what Allah told you to do. Here to the way, Sheikh. Hey, these, these are kafirin. Is that haram for them? They can drink. لا wait, wait a second. It's not haram for them. There's another case. They can drink it at home. Nobody will go and, uh, and jump to their house and take them to jail. But when he brings it for them, when he brings it for them, he is one of the cursed people. Ten people are cursed on alcohol. Abundant hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ten people are cursed. The one who drinks it, of course. The one who sells it. The one who buys it. The one who makes it. And so on. So why a Muslim will come and say, well, I'm in the hotel, or bartender, huh? or what? He's uh, bringing the food along with the champagne, or with this, subhanallah al-Azim. So he's one of the cursed people. So in this case, we have to remember back and say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is not good for us, so we take it away, this one. That hypocrite, when he says this, he doesn't want to say Islam is bad. Because if he does, Muslims will not let him live. Salman Rushdie, or Tasleem al-Nisreen, or any other person. When they were among Muslims, they cannot say things like this. But when they went to be protected by the Kafirin, they start to show. Because they were hypocrites when they were among their people, but they cannot, they cannot show. Now they became clear Kafirin. They start to insult Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and insult his wife. Insult his wife. That's Salman Rushdie. Or Tasleem al-Nisreen, or that lady who is, she was Somali Muslim lady and she is now part of the Hollandi parliament. Subhanallah al So, when the hypocrite speaks, you can't find him easily. Trying to say, why this, you know, why this, he's thinking that his mind is better than Quran and Sunnah, na'udhu billah. How to deal with these people? How to deal with the self itself? How to deal with the hypocrite? As we the clear kafirin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the resolution. <coughs> First of all, we have to make jihad against ourselves by stopping ourselves from driving us in the wrong way. If she wants to drink alcohol, we tell her no, it is not allowed for you. You cannot do it. If she wants to sleep in the Fajr time of prayer because she is tired, no, Habib, wake up. Yalla, go to salah. We don't let her take what she wants. Otherwise, if, she, if we do so, it's not, our deen is not only to be affected, but even our life. Yani just imagine, one of your staff who cannot wake up in the morning to work. And he comes late every day. 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the, every day. What will happen to him? Deduction from Sa'id and Ma'asalam, a fire. Say, what about our deen? What about Salat al-Fajr? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to make Salat al-Fajr in... 10 o'clock in the morning, we could do that, but he told us to pray this time, to leave our bed, to leave our bills, 
leave it and force yourself to go for Salat al-Jama'ah in al-Fajr Salah. If I do, if you do, then you will find the difference. As Muhammad Sallallahu told us, when he wakes up, he will be the whole day feeling fantastic. But if he doesn't, he will face troubles the whole day, subhanAllah. Asbah habib al-nafsi kaslan. That's what he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about the person who does not pray with jama'ah al-fajr. If we allow ourselves to drive us, this person will drive us in the wrong way, for sure. Because she will, she will want to enjoy haram things, haram money, haram ladies, haram drinks, and so on. If we allow her, she will drive us. But if we stab her, and the right side say, no, you cannot drive us this way, we have to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then she will obey. Because she does not have strong weapons against us. She cannot drive us if we let them not allow her. She is only driving those people who are weak, allowing themselves to drive them to the wrong way. The other two enemies, clear kafirin and hypocrites, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Muhammad Sallallahu clearly in his holy book, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ جَاهِدُ الْكُفَّارَ وَالْمُنَافِقِينَ وَغْلُظُ عَلَيْهِمْ Jahid, jihad. Waghlub alayhim, yani be severe with them. Jahid and kuffar, we know how to make jihad and kuffar, fighting them in a battle. And we are winners in any way. If we kill them, we are winners. If they kill us, we are winners also. How come? If they kill me, I'm a winner? Yes. It's just I'm living this life to the correct life. I'm winning jihad, so I will be. Not only in Jannah, but with 70 of my relatives and friends. Because Allah gave us, and Muhammad told us in the hadith, that a mujahid when he is killed, when he is shaheed, then he is allowed to make shafa'ah for 70 of his close relatives and friends. So in Judgment Day, you will look around, any one of my relatives or friends who is shaheed, please, he will make shafa'ah for me. And if you are shaheed, of course, this is another case. So, being killed, this is another winning, another victory. So, victory in Islam is not only to own the land and money. Victory in Islam is to, to work for Allah until you are killed. Or you win. By spreading Islam among the other kafiri. By moving these barriers who are trying to stop Islam from spreading. As we said before and again we say it and again, that jihad in Islam against kafirin is not to go and take their money and their wives and their land. Jihad in Islam is to move the barriers who are stopping Islam from spreading. Then people are free to accept Islam or not. La ikraha al-deen. La ikraha al-deen comes when? When we move these barriers. These barriers are like what? Whether they are rulers, soldiers, or mass media. These mass media among the whole world now are destroying the image of Islam, showing Islam as they tourism deen, showing Muslims are terrorists, showing Muslims are savage. We say Islam, it means to them for wives, dragged by rope. We talk about Islam, they say, oh, Islam is killing. Who said so? Who gave him this idea? It is the bad mass media. So if we are going to make jihad against these kafirin, with rest of all, we are moving to this barrier, using this barrier to show Islam. And then we tell people you are free to accept Islam or not. Because Islam is not by force, like the Christianity in, in, in Spain. In the year of 
892 Hijriya, that's 1492 Gregorian, when the Christians offered taking Spain and Portugal from Muslims, that was called Al-Andalus. What did they do? Did they say, Khalas, everybody is uh, free to have his deen? No. They forced Muslims to be Christians and change their, change their names. And not only Christians, Catholics also. They forced them, the people who refused, they burned them. The rest of them, they took them out to Morocco. While in Islam, not this one. In Islam, when we move the barriers who stops spreading of Islam, who stop Islam spreading, then we allow people to accept Islam or not. لا إكراه بالدين. Everyone his he can't take his deen. If he wants to stay as a Christian, he can't stay. He will be jizya and pass my salam. What's the problem here? Who proves that? Proves that the reality now in Lebanon, in Palestine, in Egypt, in, in Syria and Iraq and Jordan, you still have find Jew and Christians. Although Islam was there more than 1,400 years, nobody forced them to become Muslims. They are still Christian and Jew. Arabians from the same land. Jordanian Christian, Lebanese Christian, Syrian Christian, Egyptian Christian, Coptic as they call it, still they are the same. Nobody forced them to become Muslims. Because Islam does not force. Islam only moves the barriers which stops Islam from spreading. Whether they are people or Masjidia or whatever it is, they just, when then they allow people to accept Islam or not. That's for the clear Catholic. Last one of our enemies to deal with that one who is the hypocrite is what Allah told, us, told Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the same ayah يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ جَاهَدُ الْكُفَّارَ وَالْمُنَافِقِينَ وَغْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ How to make jihad against munafiqeen? Kill them? No. Because Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not kill munafiqeen in his time. But to talk to them to stop them from spreading the wrong things to convince them with Islam to show them how Islam is correct when they refuse it, then they can take them by the other way. The book is Kafir, the clear Kafir, we, we deal with him with weapons. But the hypocrite, we have some other weapons to deal with him. Writing, speaking, discussing, until we stop him. Just imagine now, there are some Saudis who are hypocrites. They are out. Can you say we make jihad against them, you kill them? We cannot. What are we going to do? Discuss with them, talk to them, write to them, show the people that they are liars. Then they can stay with stop. We want them to say that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that happened in Riyadh by the way. Happened to one Saudi newspapers. He said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a savage. A'udhu billah. A'udhu billah. That's Saudi writer. In one of these newspapers. Can we kill him? We can't. This is only for the authorities. But what are we going to do? We are going to make jihad against him by showing people how he is wrong and showing him that he is mistaken and he has to make tawbah. Otherwise, we'll go and write down a claim to the government to take care of this person. Do something about it. But we say, oh, la, la, Sheikh, I don't want to have troubles. I don't care, Sheikh, this is not my headache. Where is jihad in here? Everybody say, no, no, I want to take care of my children, Sheikh, and eat. Uh, you know, I don't want to have troubles, you know, people will be angry with me. No, it's not the case. Where is our Islam in this case? What are we doing for our Islam? When we see people are hurting our Islam, talking bad things about our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and say, no, 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 
انتولوجي يا شيخ بيجي يروح ويد فود ويد بارتيز ويد كلوز هي سبيند اورز اند اورز ان ذا ماركت تو فايند فانتاستيك شيرت اور شماغ اند هي دازنت سبيند تو مينتس اور ثري مينتس تو توك اباوت لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله دي ثينك ذس بيرسونز ويركن فور اسلام That's what I started to say. That jihad is part of deen, of course. And part of self-purification. Because the person who is making jihad against himself, or against kafirin, or against munafiqin, he is also purifying himself in the same way. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أن يتقبل منا ومنكم صالح الأعمال وأن يجعلنا وإياكم من الموفقين اللهم رب جبرائيل وميكائيل وإسرافيل فاطر السماوات والأرض عالم الغيب والشهادة أنت تحكم بين عبادك فيما كانوا فيه يختلفون اهدنا لما اختلف فيه من الحق بإذنك إنك تهدي من تشاء إلى صراط مستقيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد والله أعلم صلى الله عليه وسلم نبينا محمد في هذا الكوشنز أو في هذه الفيديو وجزاكم الله خير You mean after his death? After his death? Or while he's alive? No, while he's alive is a kafir. A kafir is a kafir. Anybody, anybody who does not say La ilaha illallah Rasulullah, he's not practicing Islam, he's a kafir. When he has to say, when he has to say, when he has to say, he has to say, Obama or Bush or Sharun, he is our enemy now. And he is a kafir. Clearly no trouble about it. But if he is made now, it says that Allah Muhammad Rasulullah, he becomes a Muslim, he is our brother. So as soon as he, we, we cannot, as, as long as he is now not saying, Ashallah Muhammad Rasulullah, he is a kafir. And we call him a kafir. And we don't call him the others, no, we call him kafir. We don't call him the not, not believe, non-believers, no, they are kafir. These are what they call noted words. Noted words, we don't want them. We want clear words that these are kafir, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called them in his holy book. Qul ya ayyuhal kafirun. He doesn't say, Ya ayuhal abans. Huh? Oh, Ya... Ya ayuhal ladhi, maybe you will be Muslims. Not he. Ya ayuhal kafir. And he was saying this while he's weak. So Allah, Ali was... See, yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directing Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Mecca. He was weak. He was alone with few people. And he was... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him and directed him to say to the kafirin, Well, Ya ayuhal kafirun, la abidu ma ta'abudu. So tough and strong. Subhanallah. Yani somebody will say, Why he's so strong and he's tough with kafirin while he's... Very weak with a lot of people is against him. Everybody is against him except a few people. Because this deen has to be clear. How the kafir will know that he is a kafir if you don't tell him? If you don't tell him that if you, and just if you come to a kafir, as long as you are like this, if you, you are a kafir. And as, if you die like this, you go to Jahannam. This is the truth. He has to know it. If he doesn't, he will not know. He will think, and they don't know you are a mu'min, you believe in Isa, you know, our brothers in Christianity, our brothers in humanity. No, Habibi, there's no other brothers in humanity. They are our cavers' enemies. They are cavers and enemies. That's it. So we have to clear it to them. Otherwise, how will they know? Making judgments on the others is another case. Especially mu'min. No, cavers is cavers, clear. But somebody says that a mu'min really makes some cover action. Or words. Can we call him a kafir? No, wait. This is a, this is a dead. We have to be careful on this. But for a kafir, it's clear. 
not here or anywhere in the world. Do you think I mean, if you go to your country or other countries, you're going to be treated better? Go to the United States. So many people, unfortunately, listen to their dreams to go to the United States, to immigrate to the United States. When they immigrate there, they think, oh, harass, so yeah. Wallahi, the, the people, especially the Muslims, the United States are treated so bad. The Muslims are, in, in everywhere in this world, are treated so bad. In India, how are they treated? In Pakistan, how are they treated? In Afghanistan, how are they treated? In Iraq, in everywhere, how are they treated? Don't jump, oh, don't go to these personal cases. These are very limited in life, and do think about it. Plus, you are going to be rewarded for it. You don't worry, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just. No, I have said this just minutes ago. Yes. Jihad al-Kuffar should be with the sword, or with the gun, or with the bombs. Because Kuffar are clear. You, we show them Islam, we call them for Islam, we give them a chance. If they still resist too, then we will fight. But for Munafiqeen, we deal with them by the writing, by speaking. Yes, because Munafiqeen, the way the way did it. Go and read the story of the life story of Munafiqeen. How did he deal with Munafiqeen? Did he kill him? No. No. But, but you are by Yeah. But uh, there is no clear word. This is okay. Here is Sunnah. Yani, the practice of Muhammad is the best practice of the Quran. The best person ever understood the Quran is Muhammad. So he is actually practicing Quran by his action. So in his action, وسلم, he treated Kafirin or Jihad, jihad, jihad Kafirin this way. And he makes Jihad against the Munafiqeen this way. So from this case, it is Sunnah, and we know that Quran and Sunnah are together. Quran sometimes says something and Sunnah makes it easier or smaller or shorter and so on, and vice versa. So Muhammad وسلم, he took this ayah and he lived it in his life by fighting the Kaverin with sword and fighting Munafiqeen by word. And both of them he was Uglub alayhim, so stuck with. So his Sunnah is explaining the Quran. Yes sir. Okay, suicide bombing, or what you call it, yeah, yeah, the person suicide himself against the Kafirin, is a big discussion among the Islamic scholars. You cannot give a quick decision like this. Some of them they said it's not allowed, some of them they said it is allowed, some of them they said it's conditional. It depends on the, if he's going to bomb an area where some Muslims are there and he's killing some Muslims and some Kafirin, it's no, it's not accepted. Hopefully. We hope that's it, because they are, they are depending, these people who say this, they depend on some cases happened in the time of Muhammad and the time of Sahaba. Yani, case of Akira ibn Abi Jahl. He was one of the Sahaba, and he went in, in, in Mu'tah battle and in, in Jordan, and he made bay'ah with some people to go inside the cavalry. Of course, going inside the cavalry means how to come to that. Same thing for uh, Al-Bara' ibn Mu'rawr, Al-Bara' ibn Malik. Al-Bara' ibn Malik, one of the Sahaba, he in here in Yamamah, beside Riyadh, when he was fighting Musaylamah with Khadr bin Walid, he told the people to throw him into the castle of Musaylamah. Throw a person among these people, means khalas, ma'as-salam. So he insisted, and so they took him up, and they threw him into the castle, 
and he invited Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him the life again. But still, there is division on this uh, incident or event to say that it is allowed to make bombing, side bombing this way and it's jihadah. Yeah, and subhanAllah, first of all, let's see now, are we going to be in jihad and do this or not? We are not going to make judgment for those people who are in jihad and we are staying at home in the air condition. People who are staying like us, people who are like us staying in the air conditioning should not talk about jihad. Only people who, who judge jihad, the people who are in the battle area. Taliban in Afghanistan, or Muslim Mujahideen in Iraq, or in Shishan, or in Kashmir, or in Palestine, are the people who to talk about jihad, not us. We are only making dua for them. Yes, Again, it's huh? Okay, if defending, if defending a country of a Muslim, of Muslims, defending a country of Muslims against the Kafirin, this is jihad. Because jihad, as you know, is two, case, two, two types. Offensive and defensive. Offensive is to go to the Kafirin land to move the barriers which stop Islam from spreading, then allow people to accept Islam or not. The other one, which is of defensive jihad, when the cavalry comes to our land, then we fight them to defend ourselves and Muslims. Now, defending your town or your country is jihad, because it's a Muslim country. Will you say that, okay, in Pakistan I will not fight because I'm, it's not for Sabirullah and look to the cavalry and Americans or the others occupy Pakistan also? Nobody says this. Nobody says that will allow the cavalry to occupy Saudi Arabia or occupy Palestine and so on. Because this is not... It's because intention here is important. Intention here is important. It must be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the way of Rasulullah, these two, two conditions that we always say, no good deed will be accepted unless these, these two conditions are available. Only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. That's it. So if jihad is only for Allah, because there was a question came to Muhammad sallallahu from a man said, Ya Rasulullah, a man who fights for faith. Or a man fights for money. Or a man fights for this. Which is for the Sabilillah? He said, None. Man jahad alitakuna kalimatullahi hiya al-uliya fahuwa fi So this person who is defending his country because he wants la ilaha illa to be up, not down by the cavalry, is the Sabilillah. He's the Sabilillah. He's the Sabilillah. He's the Sabilillah. He's the First of all, let's make jihad against ourselves. When we make ourselves in the right track, we'll talk about jihad. Now, our, our problem is not the Americans or the Saudis or the Pakistanis or the Indians. The case is that we Muslims are not in the right track. Muhammad spent most of his life in Mecca, 13 years of his da'wah, and before he, when he was a child. These 13 years in Mecca, he did not make any jihad. And he did not allow the jihadi. Why? Because he was building the people before he's building the country. We need to build ourselves now. Rebuild ourselves because ourselves are destroyed. Ask Muslims now, they, you will find most Muslims are really exaggerating with the cavalry. 
they love to cover the kafirin. They resemble the kafirin in their clothes, in their discussion, in their talking, in their way of life, eating by their spoon, in their ishada. Why? Why is doing this? Because they have already lost the proud of Islam inside. So we need to make God ourselves, uh, ourselves, first of all, to make ourselves in the right path of Muhammad Then we will be capable of making jihad against Kafirin. We cannot go and make jihad against Kafirin if we are already destroyed inside. Now go to see Muslims. How many people in your country or any other country of this world who are worshipping the grace? Who are not Muslims, they are Mushrikeen, not Muslimin. What did we do against them? What did we do for them? They are saying like Muhammad and they are praying, but they are going and they are giving what Allah only deserves to the grave. You know how many graves in the, in the Islamic world? You want me to hear some of these names? You want to hear about Ajmir, Mazar Sharif, Islamuddin Awliya? You want to hear about Badawi in Egypt? Two million people or more go to that grave to worship the grave, make tawaf and sacrifice for the grave? Subhanallah, ya Akhi. Before we talk about the others, let's talk about ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves first of all, make it in the right track, then do the da'wah to the others, save our Muslim brothers from falling into polytheism, make a shirk, Allah told us in His holy book that He will not forgive these people who fall into shirk. Now we are seeing shirk all around our Muslim country. Go and see anywhere. How many people are going to Ajmeer? People of India and Israel. How many people are going to Ajmeer and ask him instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How many people are really asking the dead people instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How? Subhanallah. We are hurted by the Kafirin because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that we deserve it. What the Kafirin is doing to us is actually a punishment of Allah because we are not in the right place. People who are worshipping grace, people who are worshipping dunya. They are. So we have, first of all, to take care of ourselves and try to take care of our Muslim brothers. Bring them back. Have we worked for that? Have we tried to separate the Awamun Muslims? Explain to them what Allah wants from us? Explain to them what is La ilaha Allah mean? What does La ilaha Allah mean? Most of the Muslims they don't know. They know that La ilaha Allah means La ilaha Allah. Allah is Allah. They know, we know Allah is Allah. What, what does it mean La ilaha Allah? That no, none has the right we worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some Muslims they don't believe this. They think no, no. La ilaha Allah means the only creator is Allah. They go and worship these graves, no problem. That's not said by regular people. Or ignorant people, this is dead by some scholars in Egypt and some other places. They say, no, no, going to the grave and asking to Allah is not politicism. It is only just a sin, you know. It's all right. SubhanAllah. If, if the scholars are saying this, what about the regular people like us? Regular people like us. SubhanAllah. So, first of all, before we think of fighting Kafirin, we have to fight ourselves. We need to clear out ourselves first of all, then we'll talk about the others. Yes, what do you want? Okay. Okay. Oh, hey, you to ask me. I'm not the government. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the Ministry of Interior or Ministry of. <laughs> I don't know these things. in Islam you are supposed. In Islam you are supposed to, but the rules in here are different. I don't know about the rules. I, 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 I never deal with the rules in here. Actually. I'm looking alone, far away from the headaches. You know? <laughs> I want to uh, add one thing. Yes, go ahead. In Pakistan, there is a hut for poor people. To find the poor people, come to Makkah. 
لیکن لوگوں میں جن پاکستان کا سوچ Anywhere, anywhere, if you Muslim is responsible, ask for the agent. What's that? Okay, good question. Good question. What's the difference between jihad and qifad? Qifad is fighting. Jihad could be fighting and could be treating with them. Because jihad is a wider. يعني قتال فاتف جهاد ونسي جهاد could be يعني جهاد in that case of جهاد جهاد النفس يعني you are dealing with yourself you are pushing because جهاد in Arabic as we said is يعني giving the effort the most effort you can جهاد جهاد والقتال is the only fighter so قتال is part of جهاد not every جهاد يعني not every جهاد is قتال قتال is part of جهاد ورقه <تصفيق> whatever uh, the weapons of the cavalry is there but one among Arabs and the other it could happen anywhere in the world but actually who is fighting for la ilaha illallah for spreading Islam to, for stopping cavalry from destroying Islam these are for sabiillah these are the mujahid jazakumullah khair yes Okay, uh, that is a big case of Wala and Bara, we discussed this in this message and some other places, but shortly, you can easily understand how Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam dealt with the Kafirin if you differentiate between love, hate and fear. Okay, love, hate, fear, three keys. Each one is different. Love and hate is by heart, treatment is by Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to be nice with Kafirin, although he hates. So you can hate the Kafir and treat him good, no problem. لقد الله فعل في الفولي بوك وإن جاهداك لتشتك بما ليس لك به علم فلا تطعهما وصاحبهما في الدنيا معروفة بناس يدير فارس إذن ذلك كافر بدون تعبيد من كفر دون تلاف جميل إذن لاف أنهيت المتيتمت فإن يتريد بيبول فيت كافر وذي أفيس في الكافر فيس في الكافر يتريد بيبول ناس أذنك ذي أمات من صوت محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم والصلاة because this could lead them to Islam But you do not love them at all. You are not allowed as a Muslim to love a Kaaba. Unless, unless the natural love. Yani if a man, a Muslim marries a Kaaba lady, which is Christian and Jew, which is allowed in Islam, he is allowed to love her natural love. 
as Nuh alayhi salam used to love his son who was a kafir, as Ibrahim alayhi salam used to love his father who was a kafir. That is called natural love. But not the true love which is the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Muhammad and for Mu'mineen. That's another case. Everywhere you can, everywhere you can, you do. Yeah, you could do this by yourself. You can explain to some Muslims about this. Some those people who are responsible for bringing these or giving visas and so on. Why not? Every effort you can do, you can. Whether yeah, through internet, through emails, through face-to-face discussion, anywhere. Yeah, this is part of jihad to stop the kafirin from gaining money from Muslims to fight Muslims because. Usually, you know, if the Hindu comes in here and he gains the money and he sends it to his area, it means he's helping the Hindus to kill Muslims. That's natural. So what we are supposed to do is to stop this. Of course, these are laws of the country and because they are, cannot force the Indian government not to give any, because the Indian government no, will not give you all Muslims. It has to be upon the percentage of the people in the, in the, in the country. If the Hindus are majority, so majority should be. But still, people are refusing this, of course. Not every Muslim will allow Hindus to come in here as a driver or this or that. Okay? But some companies they will bring. Especially if there are special يعني, uh, uh, cases cannot be done by Muslims or these Hindus are better than them, Christian or Jew. Like uh, Christian Jew, even the same way. They are bringing Christian and Jew also from Europe and, and America and so on. So bringing them is not allowed in Islam, especially in this Arabian Peninsula. That's wrong. That's wrong. We try. We try to stop it. You try. I try. Everybody try. May Allah subhanahu wa taala help us out. Subhanallah. 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 Subhanallah